okay. Yeah, it, no, I know, I know how about, it works. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. about how fast you go is how close you can get to the center of it. So you can do a straighter line the faster you are, theoretically. Well, right. the, no, so, no. Here's so he, the theory. The theory actually is is there's a lot of gravimetric issues in the Kessel region, uh-huh. right? Like with uh, like black holes and you know stuff like that. So if you can plot a course fast enough through a way that is not as safe, like a more dangerous direction, it's actually a shorter path through uh-huh. the system. And so when when he said twelve parsecs, he was literally saying, "I found a shorter route right. than yeah. what everybody yeah. else had not to go." Time. But still, I, it, <laughs> yeah, they had to rent. And we're starting. Because... <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I thought there'd be a longer pause. I'm sorry. I thought there'd be a longer pause. I was trying to try to slip that in there. Trying to slip it. In. We've actually so, been streaming so for about. They were doing the kettle run, and and it was all about getting the tea. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Turns out that Jar Jar Binks is Snoke. Ooh. I had no idea. Wow, that explains everything. <laughs> Jar Jar Snoke. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. Do, do you want to hear my Snoke theory? Uh, uh, That's real, something you never going to hear. Real quick. Real quick. No, there isn't one. Oh, there, oh. No there isn't a quick. Theory. There isn't a quick one. Or oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's over. It's impossible. There will oh. be no more smoke theories. Okay. Uh, also joining us is your co-host Hunter. Ooh, man, I am ready for this. <laughs> and also joining us is your co-host Spaz. Hello. Uh, it is the last podcast of 2017, my friends. This has been. A very crazy year for space gaming. Um, there were almost 40 games released. There were probably more. I probably missed a few. Uh, there are a few released today. Uh, why, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Posted them earlier. Wait, 1.0 or early access? Because I'm counting one no, point. I'm I, counting 1.0. If we counted no, early access. Early access. They released today. They what? There's a couple that this morning. I must have missed them. Oh my god. Okay, so we're maybe <laughs> roughly 40 games were released this 40. And um the only the year that was busier before that was maybe uh let's see. Yeah, 2015 had 38 games. And then if you go back a bit, like 1996 had 37 games. And then 1990 had 40. So Almost a record breaker this year. Almost a record breaker. That's and that's 1.0 games. We're not talking early access. We're talking games that were actually released. It's insane. So what I thought we'd do uh, to wrap up the year is to is to do a look back. Not and I don't want to talk about best and worst. That's lame. That's boring. Anyone could do best and worst. And we we I want to do something a little more nuanced. You know because best and worst it's like. You're kind of choosing amongst your children, and you don't want to do that. Um, so I try to come up with some categories that might be a little more interesting. Sorry, hang on. So uh, the first category I wanted to talk about was what game surprised us the most. And we're going to talk uh, – we're going to – I thought it would be fun to do a, um, a space game and a non-space game. Oh, by the way, everyone, uh, this is my this is my entry for one of the most surprising games of the year. This is Starfleet Armada Rogue Adventures, 
Rogue, Rogue, no, Rogue, um, it's not Rogue Adventures, is it? Or is it? Yes, it is Rogue Adventures. Um, it's like a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, it's almost. Rogue Adventures. It does it's sound like... like chipmunks. <laughs> with a with a two minute intro like they used to do back in the day, oh yeah, when, when yeah, cartoons yes. had when cartoons had intros. Um, but uh, I thought we'd start with the game that surprises the most, and we're gonna talk a space game and a non space game. So uh, Jim, I'm gonna start with you. What would you say was your most surprising space game this year? You know, I'm kind of bankrupt on like anything that happened this year. My brain is just scrambled. That's totally fair. You don't have to have if you don't have if you don't have a clear answer, you don't have to have one. I'm fine. Yeah, with my that. my my focus all year has been basically um is Elite going to get its shit together? Nope. Probably not. Nope. And nope. then trying to find a replacement for that. Uh because like today Hunter and I had this discussion, right? It's like I don't want to play Eve because Eve doesn't really do it for me, but I want to play something that's online where I feel a sense of progression and really, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm not feeling it for, for anything in, in that realm. Right. Like I'm, I'm playing RuneScape right now. Shoot me. Well, but it's, I mean, there there are, there are some options out there, but there, we, we were discussing this there when it comes to like the progression and space MMO stuff, it's they're it's, they're limited, and then when when you do find one, what you can do in them is even like more limited. Yeah. So okay, what what's the one that we had that I can't remember the name of? Where there's three different races. Uh, it's a guy running it on some Linux boxes. Costs a buck a month. Oh, you're talking about uh, the Android uh, the Android yeah. game um, Vendetta Online. Yeah, yeah, Vendetta Online. Honest to God, that's the one. That's that's the one where I feel like I'm actually doing something. It, it, it's like to me, it's like if if I could play Evercron Legacy as an MMO, I would be perfectly happy. I'm going to be honest with but you. I res I resubbed that this month just because I was hankering for something similar. I got bored in an hour. Really? Yeah, I went back to Jumpgate. Hmm. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> well, that's because you got the Jumpgate thing, right? I like do. So I, I do, but, but to yeah. me, it's just like it's interesting because there's actually like some trade going on between the stations. There's other yeah. players. Yeah. Oh, it's doing a lot right. It's doing a lot right. It's a great game, and it, more people should be playing it. It just kind of bores me. But if if that's yeah. your thing, man, go. Yeah, it's great. Well, it's basically I want I wanted Elite to be what I'm doing with uh, with MechWarrior, right? It's like I got a gang of people. I play MechWarrior with them every night. I've probably got 200 hours in that thing this month. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous um, be- because that's like my go-to thing. It's like I'm bored. I look at this list of Steam games. And I'm like, I don't want to play any of this stuff. It's like I-, I could play that. Well, that's too grindy. Well, I could play this. Well, it's too much investment to get going. I could play that. I don't have enough time. Oh, let's just play MechWarrior. And it, it, it has become the go-to, right? And it's because I actually have a crowd of people. I can just drop in TeamSpeak. Hey, how you doing? There's already 10 people there. And we just go. Mm. And I just, I want Elite to be that. And it isn't. And I, I'm still hoping. It and, probably will never be. I don't know Star Citizen. It probably will Star never Citizen be. will live to be that. Mm-mm. But I, I oh. it, it's like as much trouble as Star Citizen has had, 
it's like if it can somehow become that, great. But I'm I'm not gonna invest. Don't hold your breath. Do not hold your breath. Yeah. Do you have a non-space game that surprised you this year? Um, I don't know about was surprise. It, was it Mech Warrior Online? Because you were down on that for the longest time. Oh, I'm still down on it. It's just the only game in town. <laughs> it's mm. it, the problem with Mech Warrior is the balancing that PGI does is is bad, right? So what they do is they they look at like the meta, right? It's like oh. People are using Gauss rifles too much. Let's nerf those. Oh, well, now everybody's using medium lasers. Let's nerf those, right? So it's just like, um, and then whenever new things get introduced, of course, it's overpowered because for the first five or six months, you have to pay money to get it. So, of course, it's going to give you an advantage, right? And they never say, well, pay to win, right? But, But it's like, well, it's better until it comes over for, you know, like you can grind for it. And then it gets rebalanced at that point. And, and it's like, oh, okay. But also some of the things that they've introduced lately for money, um, the two most recent mechs, right? The Thanatos and the Hellspawn are just kind of junk. <laughs> they're, they're not good. Um, and the reason why is because you take Mech Warrior, it's about the geometry of the mech, right? So, cause you have three torsos and two arms to spread damage across. And if you have like the, the Hellspawn, the yeah hell spawn right is uh it has this giant side torso that is it's just like a house you know you can't miss it and because of that that's going to get knocked off every time well that happens to be where all the guns are so people don't really want to drive that <laughs> you know it's like you're not competitive mm-hmm. at that point so the the problem is when when you're playing low rank stuff and mm-hmm. you're having fun that's great Whenever I drop, whenever I jump into a group with like ten other people, twelve other people, you go up against another team of ten or twelve people, and it's usually a, comp- a competitive team, right? So these guys are in there, like you know, the, it's like tournament players. So they're not going to just be running random stuff. They're going to be in there with their com- with their most competitive stuff, and then I just get greased. You know, so it becomes kind of frustrating. It's just like, okay, I want to go out and just play with the pugs for a while and, and kind of actually kill somebody, and then I'll come back. <laughs> you know, and uh, but it, but yeah, I'm absolutely low man on the totem pole. And but if I get out of the competitive stuff and go back out into normal, it's like I'm pretty darn good. So, so there's there's a clear line that's there, right? Okay, but anyway, yeah. So I wouldn't say it's a surprising game. But it, maybe it's surprising that I. So I'm going to put you down for NA and NA as for most surprising game, <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine if you don't have Honest, one. Honestly, like there's been some really cool stuff come through this year. Yeah, but nothing actually stuck with me. That's you know, fair. It's just like there's I'm so much. There's games. so much. It's like I'll play this for an hour. Play that for an hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hunter, what about you? Has there been a space game that really surprised you this year? Um, you know, it's, it's funny. I echo some similarities to Jim on some things, but at the same time, let me give you a little backstory, right? So last year, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was last year. We got, um, the Homeworld um, deserts of Karak game sometime or last 2016, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, 
it was on my wish list and um for my birthday as the tradition goes uh, my buddy of mine gets me a steam game every year on my birthday and so last year 2016 he got me that steam game and i as a big homeworld fan i was super excited i installed it and it's been over a year now and i feel so bad i have yet to even begin to play it all right um and we're talking like i was i was massively excited for it so this year we had a, a great game that has come out i know that it's great mainly because everybody who i uh agree with on gaming usually <laughs> has said that it's also great and i've seen some videos of it but i've yet to play it yet myself and that was battlestar galactica deadlock i i want to say that those games are the games that surprised me for last year and this year for example but I cannot, unfortunately, because I have yet to play them. Because like Jim, there's that um, there's that mode that you get in sometimes where you do test some games out and you play them for the show and you get excited for them. But really, you got to move on to something else or go to your catch-all game for your leisurely activity, right? Um, a lot Here of times for the Eve talk. Well, a lot of times for me or like you, Jim. Jim, you have a love-hate relationship with MechWarrior and Elite, right? I have a love-hate relationship with EVE Online. And I spent a good chunk of this year actually playing that as my catch-all. And they've made some some drastic and unique and cool changes this year to that game um, that are needed for sustaining it in the future, I think, but also just needed in general because they were needed. And well, I think it, I think they've done some things like me. I, I just made a new guy today and played it. I don't know what, four or five hours that I was in there. Wow. Um, and uh, it, it's okay. You know, it's like yeah. the last time that I played it a, a year and some ago, just hated it. It, it was, it was like hysterical blindness. It's like, Oh my God, what is all this shit? All it's this gotten stuff? a lot like, better for anything. the, it's gotten a lot better for the new player and the PVE focused player. I yeah, feel I think as since well they, since they went free to play with the, you know, they're basically to lure people in, keep the population in there. Um, I think that they had to address that because it wasn't all like veterans anymore. And, you know, so they actually got an influx of new people. And, and I think they heard a lot about like, wow, your game's impenetrable, make it friendly. And they, they sort of addressed it. I think the, the best thing is that, uh, that suggestion thing, whatever that's called, you know that it's just the like, a, the agency, the, yeah, agency. the agency, and it's like, yeah. hey, here's 20 things you could do around. Oh, I, God. I love that. I love, I love that so much. I wish more games so, had that. that. I wish more games had that. Yeah, so that kind of became like my catch-all game this year that I would just kind of revert to. Like, you know, what what do I want to like get invested in? I honestly also will say that the the game that surprised me the most, mainly because of all the backlash that I got, was Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, you know, I actually, you know, I picked that game up about a month or two after it came out for like 50% off. And, you know, considering all the criticism, all the backlash, and I was very familiar with what the news and the media was saying about it. Um, I'd seen some of the videos, but I decided to give it a chance anyway, just despite all that. And that game actually surprised me. It, it, it does have its flaws. It is not a perfect game because, um, you know, I'll play for maybe like four hours on a Saturday and then it'll crash. And I guess that to me was like my cue. Well, I've played for four hours. Maybe I should go do something else. <laughs> so that yeah. kind of like that kind of became like the staple. Like I'll play this until it crashes and then I'll go, you know, I'll come back, you know, the next day and play some more. 
Um, and that does, I don't mean that to be a negative statement. It just kind of became like my basis for judging how long I was going to play, I guess. And, uh, so Mass Effect Andromeda really surprised me. It actually, it actually is an interesting story for me. Um, is the game full of flaws and, and, and stuff like that? Sure. It's got a lot of silly, you know, uh, animations and stuff like that to her but like i don't allow that to affect the enjoyment that i've had elsewhere in the game you know uh, i'm willing to overlook some of its flaws in order for its inner stuff now sometimes a game can just be so complete shite that you're just like i can't i can't even you know return this now please thank you um but despite despite some of its flaws i was actually able to uh, endure and enjoy it. I have yet to finish it because I put it down two months ago because of other just like life events. I kind of had to like take over some things, but uh, I do plan on returning to it and finishing it. I, I'd say I'm probably about 75% of the way through it. It's pretty good. Um, but other than that, um, you know, I, I, I was really surprised by Eve Valkyrie's move this year. We talked, um, we talked before the show a little bit about Eve Valkyrie. Um, you know, it, it was one of those things where we were always like, well, why, why does CCP invest in something that their fan base does not have free access to? Um, I'm specifically talking about like dust 514 in this regard. And, uh, the fact that Eve Valkyrie initially was VR, the majority of their fan base is just PC users. Um, that's not to say that those, some of those PC users also don't do console or VR, but the bulk of them play Eve on a PC. So why are you pushing your IP onto another market that has never yeah. touched your game or know yeah. anything about you? I was really um, glad. That I was really happy Valkyrie finally came to like regular desktop users like us because it's a great yeah, game. And, and it's great. And they've, they've put a lot of effort into it and they've made a lot of waves with that. You know, CCP is putting a, a hold on their VR stuff for now and they've, you know, sold that stuff off, and so they're just focusing on what they've got. That doesn't mean the Eve Valkyrie stuff's going away. There, that's still being developed for uh, in it, its own way. It just got a big patch. It just got head tracking, yeah. which I I still need to try. Um, but yeah, it so, just got a big pat with a new map too. So yeah, they're still updating yeah. that one. And playing with the lead developer um, on that Saturday that we did that show that was so fun, uh, incredibly oh, yeah. fun. Um, and it's a game that I need to return to again. I, I think I, as a, as a first person space shooter, like in a spaceship cockpit shooter, I think of 2017, that game probably takes the cake for me as far as the enjoyment level, as far as a new, new space game goes. Um, now I know there were some others out there that came out this year, but I think for me, um, the objective based gameplay of it, you know, the you got to go take out that carrier, and so we're all like fighting to take out the different nodes, the different gun points, and then you, know, you got to go into the superstructure and blow up the core. Yeah, now they have. A yeah, that sorry, that was a blast having yeah. those guys on. Now I thought yeah. whenever you know it was like the week after they were on, right? And then it's like, oh yeah, they just laid off everybody, and I thought that those guys were the ones. No, no. Thankfully off. not. Thankfully not. No, no. The Eve Valkyrie team specifically was not. Yeah, thankfully. See, that's what I. That's what I thought. It was like, well, Eve Valkyrie came out on PC, underperformed. Eh, no, when when know, they when they went I? when they went non VR, it actually like boosted them 
significantly. Yeah, so that's why I was surprised to see that it got another patch, and I was like, wait, who's there? Well, apparently they're still there, but they, yeah. but it was like the rest of the the uh, VR team that got yeah. trimmed. I mean, so, but but the the Valkyrie people are still on board, so that's good. Yeah, now that oh, it has man. a uh, now that it has a spectator mode, I'm thinking maybe arrange some kind of tournament for next year with it because that'd be like the perfect uh, tournament uh, game. Uh, you know, you know, we tried doing a we tried doing like a community meetup and elite. And as fun as that was, it was still full of problems even then. I think it's, doing maybe like a... Eve Valkyrie would be a lot better because, I mean, there's no... Like, you can have set teams and you can have these small arenas. It's not like, okay, try and get into a wing. Okay, what do we do now? I don't know. We can't share a mission. All right. Let's go fly around and maybe look at this combat zone. Like, thanks, Elite. Thanks, Elite, for giving me ultimately nothing to do. This is great. <laughs> That's 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 why I think that's why I think E Valkyrie would be a much better thing for this sort of thing. I also so it's, th- a, it's a it's a far cry better than uh, Arena Commander or whatever the fuck the thing was called. Oh, um, Jesus! Um, you mean that that Elite had the Elite? Yes. Oh, close uh, uh, close quarters combat uh, CQC, which yeah, was CQC. just not fun. Or, or, it, it was or just Arena not Commander, and which also which also is not fun. Is also well. Fun. Speaking of recent games, all right. So Orbital Racer. And I'm playing Orbital mm, Racer, and I'm that's, thinking that's that's like, one of my most. Why that's did one, not Frontier put this in? CPC? That's one of my most surprising they, games of the year. Honestly, yeah, they had the mechanic like like uh, eight people racing around, flying through rings, but you flew through rings to pick up power up. I, right? I, yeah. um, I saw that. I saw that David. Easy. I saw that David Weissman wanted a copy of it, and I'm thinking of gifting it to him, saying, "This is what someone did. They took your Tie Fighter ring course." And made a really good game out of it, <laughs> like a full on, full on amazing game out of it. So, spoiler: that is one of my most surprising games of the year. I know it's probably the most recent, but that that game blew me away. As um, with how good it is. If you want a quick uh, non non space, yes, yes, I do. That I was really really happy about with uh, this year, um, the new um, the new Sonic game that they came out with. Oh yeah, I heard that was really good. What's it called? Sonic something. Sonic Mania. Yes, I heard that was really good. You know, if you if you were ever a fan of like Sonic One through Three back in the day, then this is like exactly a sequel to that, and uh, it's very enjoy. I have I have yet to finish it all the way through, but I very much uh, enjoyed it. Despite everybody's complaints about the <laughs> always online crap, I'm just talking about enjoying the game for the game's sake here. Right. Um, it was a it was a fun game. And I was really impressed by it. I was shockingly impressed. I was like, they, these guys did, and it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a labor of love. You know, it was a group of guys that wanted to make a Sonic game. They went out and did it. They presented it to Sega and they were like, yes, let's make this a legit official Sonic game. So they got, you know, Sega's approval and, you know, they went with it. So, and then what's funny is, is later this, later in 2017, uh, a, a new official like 3D like Sonic game came out and it got shit on pretty pretty hard. Oh no! Yes. Hey, so speaking of, speaking of most surprising game of the year, Hunter yeah. and I discovered the most surprising game of the year. Mm-hmm. It's Pokemon Online MMO. Oh yeah! Hold up a second. Wait. We just found this. Wait, but Pokemon Revolution Online. I don't understand how this game exists. Like, I can't what even, is I can't it? Even. What is it? It's uh, give him a link to it. It's it's like admin chat. It it looks like it's branded like Pokemon. They're using the font 
right? It's it's like everything that you would look at this and you would think, man, that's a Nintendo thing, right? And and it's like the fact that this is not buried under a cloud of lawyers with machine guns, I I don't understand. Although you know? every effort is made to present current accurate information, we cannot assume responsibility for information from external links. This is copyright 1995 2017 Nintendo uh, slash Creatures Inc. Game Freak Inc. Pokemon, Pokemon character names are trademarks of Nintendo 2017. Uh, but it goes on to say Pokemon Revolution Online neither owns nor claims to own any portion of the Pokemon franchise. But it's just like, how have you not been slapped with a wow. season? Like, I do not understand how this exists. I'll have to look into this. This looks fascinating. This is straight up. This is straight up Pokemon like red and blue, but an MMO. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and then there, there's another one that's uh, I forget what it's called, but it's another Poke MMO, and it actually requires you to have the ROM. So you, for, you have to illegally have a ROM on your machine, and then it pulls data from the ROM. For the record, there are over fifteen hundred people playing this Pokemon. <gasps> holy garbage! Throw that out. There. Holy, holy. Wow. Holy garbage. All right, Spaz, let's wrap up the most surprising with you. What Do you have a most surprising space game for 2017? Uh, space game? I've actually got two on my list. Go for and it. And the first one is Heat Signature. Ah, yes. Because that came out of nowhere. It, it really did. And, and I've played a hell of a lot of it. Yeah, the guy that was uh, the guy that made Gunpoint before that, which is sort of similar, but not really. Uh, right? That was Gunpoint was his previous game, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, and that was real. That was also really good. So I was like expecting a good game. You're right, but like what we got was damn. Yeah, way better than expected. Uh, the other one for me on that is Deep Rock Galactic. I'm going to allow it. It didn't come out, but I'm going to allow it. Well, it's because it surprised me. Yeah, it's, that's it's very true. It's, that's it's true. It's not that it was released because the early access release isn't until early next year, but it surprised the hell out of me, and we enjoyed that's the fair. hell out of it. it that, that game was shockingly good. I will, I will definitely grant you that one. What about a non-space game? Uh, for that, I've got two else uh, as well. Uh, Bomber Crew, for certain. Oh, yeah, you love that. Again, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've played many, many hours of that, and I will continue to play it. <laughs> the other one, the other one, uh, and our, our stream of it is probably enough indication of just how fun it is. I think Gene I know where Shift. you're Yeah, I was about to say it's got to be Gene Shift. That game, that game, that game shocked the hell out of me as well. That's actually one of my non-space. I have two non-space surprises also, and that is, um, yeah, that was also one of mine because I got it because it's like, oh, it looks like Grand Theft Auto 2. I love Grand Theft Auto 2. Yay. And we're like, this isn't going to be that great because the single player was all right. But then you get there yeah, in co-op. We had, yeah, we, we did it in co-op. We have a backup game just in case it wasn't great and didn't need it. We didn't need it. Didn't need it at <laughs> we all. Really didn't. We had so much fun. We got to get back into it with four. We got to try and get four people. Do this with four players. Oh my God. Oh my God. Cause it's so fun. It's so disgustingly fun. Folks. Gene shift is a top down, uh, tactical combat game. And, um, it does. It can play it by yourself. There is a campaign, but you can also play through this campaign and other maps with up to four people. And 
so far we've only done two people, and holy crap, it's so, so yeah, much is fun. Is it kind of like a 3D isometric? Um, no, it's top down. Like, it's like Grand Theft Auto okay. 2. It's like top. It's totally top yeah. down. So did, did you guys play Door Kickers? It's a bit like that, except it's all real time. Yeah, is it it's so anything good. like uh, Hotline Miami? Yes, uh, I would say it's a little slower paced yeah, than that. I would say close. Yeah, slower paced than Hotline Miami, mm-hmm. but but you definitely need to die a lot in order to kind of figure out what you need to do right. Yeah, so, are you doing missions, or is it just a sandbox world when you go multiplayer? It's. I, I it's played a little of the single player, and you know, but it, it's it like you can play the campaign like in co-op, times. which is what we were doing. Um, yeah, like just trying to get out of that parking garage and, and down the oh. first street, I died like ten times. And- once you get through it, it honestly, when, you have to get used to it. But once yeah. you do, it's it's amazing. Yeah, once you realize you can't and just can run around and even better. Once you realize you can't run around and shoot everything, but you act actively, look around corners and plan, and 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 stuff, it just gets so amazing. And then uh, there's the grenades. <laughs> oh, grenades! You lo- you were you were a grenade master, I was, sir. Yeah, oh I my was grenading God. like crazy. I remember what was it? You killed like five. I I'd never heard you laugh as gleefully as you did in that one stream when you killed like five guys by grenading a car. I think it grenaded a car, and then it did a chain reaction, blowing up the cars next to that car, yeah. and then in a line. Yeah. With killed a bunch of guys. Which killed off about, yeah, five or six guys in just one shot, and it yeah. was just insane. I, I, I seriously, folks, I'd never heard Spaz laugh like that. It was amazing. Um, to wrap up, um, I, I already said one of my most surprising games was Orbital Racer, which, folks, if you haven't played, it's so good. I mean, I, 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 it looked good. I thought it would be good, but I did not expect it to be as good as it was. And the game on the stream right now, Starfleet Armada Rogue Adventures, shocked the hell out of me as to how good it was. Like you look at this, you look at the video, you look at the screenshots. Like, what is this? Is this it's like Starflight? What is like? Is this nineteen ninety three? What's going on here? But it's such a deep, fun game. So much going on under the hood. So much going on. Oh my god, it's crazy amount of stuff going on. But I guess I the, do have to toss one honorable mention though. Sure. One on room mention, Icarus Starship Command Simulator. Yeah, that one was interesting. That yeah. The first thing where you walk yeah. around the ship. Yeah, it's like the first person FTL. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great guest, too. He was, a, he was a great, really funny, really funny guest. It's a very good show. Yeah, my other uh, non-space surprising game was that, that puzzle game I keep bringing up. Logistical. I don't know if I've told you all about this, but it's a many times. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a strategy puzzle game where you solve towns on a map by giving them commodities, and it has no fail state, and you can play at your own pace, and it's amazing. I've played many hours just listening to podcasts because it's so just it's so weirdly satisfying. I don't understand it, but we have a visitor from Fark. Wow, I didn't know Fark was still around. Hello? Oh, they, they're still around. Okay, I haven't been to Fark in a long time. All right, now probably a much more fun topic, our most disappointing games. Jim, should I put you down for Elite? Um, sure. I'm kidding, but seriously, do you have... Because, it, um, well, I mean, do, there, there's... I, I'll go with Elite, 
because really it's just like I that's the one that I continue to wait. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. oh the new patch is coming. This might be the no. Alright, well what about the next patch? Nope. Yeah. So I've I've just kind of given up. And you know, if it turns into something someday, great. But I I think they're they're too infected with like the vision. Uh, of like we're gonna make this game what we want and not what it needs to be, and it's like, well, okay, good luck with that, guys. Yeah. Um, do you have a non-space game that you were disappointed in? Um. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> but most of them uh, that if it sucked, it got refunded real fast. Um. That's my game of the year is the refund button on Steam because <laughs> that was actually really funny. It has, it has paid the bills, believe me. Well, it's it's nice because you know it, it used to be like, hey, you walk into a retail place and you get a sixty dollar game off the shelf, and boy, you hope it doesn't suck. And then you get home and and it turns out it's Descent to Undermountain, and you're stuck with it, right? And uh, yeah, no more. So that's cool. Because, dude, I don't need two hours. I know within five minutes whether something's yeah. meringue or not. That was the worst feeling, though, where you'd save up for a game for weeks, you'd get it, you'd ride to, like, Egghead Software, put it in your backpack, ride home for half an hour, like, get all excited, and you pop it in, you play it, and you're like, oh, this isn't very good. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm, I'm very happy that uh, the market has evolved to that point where we're not stuck with stuff. And, uh, you know, it has also kind of cut down on the, the amount of rage that's out there because if we had mm. the steam situation that we do and there was no ability to refund things, you would have like a shit ton of consumer rage, but people are pretty cool about it. You know, it's like, well, yeah, you can go ahead and shovel all the poop you want because if it sucks, I'm not going to get stuck with it. Well, I mean, you still have that refund limit. Yeah. You can't refund too many games in a year because then yeah. they'll ding you. But having it's not a rental service, right? But <laughs> well, yeah. But it, having but the option nice. is really nice. Still. Well, yeah, and it's not. It's not like I play it for one hour and fifty nine minutes and then refund it. You know, it, it's it's like no. It, it, it's like okay, I had this for ten minutes and it's gone. Yeah, that was. And they've never looked at me. What was that truck game? That like post apocalyptic truck game we were recommended and we both bought it and we we're like, this looks great. And then we both refunded it because it was terrible. Oh, you know I can't what I'm talking about. Either, and I'd refunded it. Yeah, I'd refunded you, it. You right refunded after it. Launch. Yeah, you refunded it before we even played it. Before we even heard of it, and we were like, "We'll try it. Why not? It might have gotten better." Nope, <laughs> it had not. <laughs> I cannot remember the name of it. Um, yeah, but you know, that, but that's the thing too. Is like it probably has increased sales because people are willing to take a risk on yeah. things that they otherwise would not have. So I think a, a lot of games that otherwise wouldn't have got touched people bought and were were unexpectedly delighted and were like, yeah, I'm so glad I took the risk on that. So I think it works both ways. Um, do you have a, so that w- I guess the refund button would be your non space game. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean that, that gets the award, right? Um, fair enough. No, fair enough. I, I would say, well, let's see. Inside was really pretty amazing. Um, if you haven't played that, that's worth it. What? Especially now that it's getting cheaper. Inside. For your most uh, disappointing game? 
but no, not disappointing. I'm sorry. I was I was thinking about good stuff again. No, so no, we're on maintain some positivity. We're um, we're we're trying to go back and forth, like good, bad, good, yeah, bad. I, I know. I just yeah, forgot. It's okay. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything that I that I can point the finger at that that's, actually stuck around long enough to disappoint me. That's good. That's actually really good. What about you, Hunt? There's a oh, sorry. lot of what I'd hoped they were, but it, it, you know, it, that's a good. Lot of that's my failing, right? It's like, oh, I got this. This game's awesome. I know it, but I just really can't focus on it. Kind of. You know. That's totally fair. In other words, not the game's fault specifically. Yeah, not the game's fault, but but mm. me. You know the situation or the, the the damn backlog that's begging for attention. Uh, what about you, Hunter? Is there was there a disappointing space game that you played this year? Yeah, actually, you know, I'm actually going to go out here and it's not it's not our traditional type space game. It is more of a sci-fi game. There's some space elements in it, but um, Star Wars Battlefront Two. I was I was all about it at first with the campaign. And I was really digging it. And I even streamed a bit of it on our Facebook page, uh, our Facebook group for Space Game Junkie. And uh, I, what, I don't know. By the time it was done, and then after, especially, especially after I played the DLC package uh, with the last three campaign missions, uh, I was I was fairly disappointed with it. Um, the best, the best damn level in the entire game is the Luke Skywalker level, where you get to actually play Luke, and that's the freaking Luke Skywalker that I remember and loved, right? Like that's the one from like the, that Luke Skywalker attitude's the one from like the Jedi Academy and Jedi Outcast days. Like that's the kind of Luke character that I love to see, and I uh, I remember from you know the books and from the video games of the past, and um just with like the rest of the campaign uh once i got to the end of it especially after the last three missions i was kind of like really just not digging it anymore um and there's really nothing left for me for that game cuz i've got zero interest in their multiplayer package i've got zero interest in anything else beyond that um so i, I think for me um so that's one of those deals if you could have paid 30 bucks just to get the single player and not even have well right i didn't pay full price for this game either which i was thankful for i only paid about 40 or 45 bucks for it which is still high um but you know the that that luke skywalker level um was just like the 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 um, the shining light in an otherwise bleak game uh, if anybody could just play that one level, I'd recommend playing just that one level. That's kind of sad. Um, that's that's kind of sad that like there's this one great I mean, level surrounded by a bunch I mean, of. There's other there's other like especially early on there's some other great stuff and the space combat levels are really good. I mean they're, they're reminiscent of Rogue Squadron like they channel Rogue Squadron hard. Oh good. Um, and so like the, that's but the thing was is the sad thing about that was is is like. Those space, those space missions and the Luke Skywalker mission was reminiscent of better games. Um, and, and that's what was sad. Like those were good missions and good levels in this game, but that like, that's, that's only a small portion of the whole. And it just, it made me want to play uh, a fuller, better game, which I actually did. I went back through and played Rogue Squadron again. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
And uh, so, yeah, that's that's my space game disappointment of the year. I think my, my non-space game disappointment of the year and the game I quickly ejected from was uh, Dawn of War 3. You know, I just yeah. I just got that from uh, the Humble Monthly. And um, yeah, well, I'll be I, glad you got it for free because Jesus. Yeah, and and I'm playing the tutorial. It's like, wow, this doesn't seem that great. <laughs> Again, I didn't pay full price for that either. I got it for fifty percent off on uh, GMG, like a month after it came out. Same, uh, it was actually the same deal, same deal as um, um, Mass Effect Andromeda. But um, shockingly, Mass Effect Andromeda, it was a more enjoyable game uh, than either of those two. Damn. What about you, Spaz? What about you, Spaz? Do you have a most disappointing space game? Uh, Well, I kind of wavered on whether or not to pick this one because it has gotten better, but it's still not where I would hope for it to be. So I, th- that's why it has to make my list, and it's the long journey home. Dude, that was my pick as well. That was totally my pick as well. Yes, I wanted to love it because it had so many things that I I liked. Oh it, God, the, yes, the roguelike element, and then the lander element is what killed oh, it. Unfortunately, God, they made it. Not only did they make it like super mandatory, they made it like every freaking lander is made of glass. So it's like you're going to either get damage or lose it. Yep. You know, that, so for me that was a 20 minute. Oh god, so frustrating. That was that was just like nope, this it, is not. Yeah, Thomas on YouTube is right. It was almost so almost great. Like if they had made the lander part maybe a little more like Starflight where it was maybe top down, you know, not as brutally difficult. You know, you could explore a little more. That probably would have been a lot better, but I agree with you 100%. The long journey home was, uh, it's like once you, once you did one lander mission, it's like, they're all almost exactly the same for one thing. And it's like, I don't want to do this anymore, but you have to do it. It's like you have, you you don't have a choice. The shortest uh, path to earth is the better long journey home. (laughs) I I must agree there. I a hundred percent. Absolutely. A hundred percent. What about non-space games, guys? I also agree. (laughs) Yeah, right? What about non-space games, It was hard to pick a non-space game. Uh, Nothing really stood out to me as being disappointing. So I guess that's not a bad thing. There are games that I just kind of dropped, but it's not because they were disappointing. It's because I couldn't get into them. So... Uh, That's that's on me and not the game. That's fair. Um, I was going to pick Lux Alliance because it's a good game that is like an interface or in a program that's like 1994 era program. It's like, what is that? Okay, if I had to pick one, yeah, because our our multiplayer attempted that was so horrendously bad. Oh, God. It was so annoying. Nothing worked. Nothing. Now, in its defense, the single player is good. It's very it's just good. The multiplayer did not work for us. Yeah, at all. And and it, they really fo- they really want people to play it multiplayer. It's like they really want people to play it multiplayer, but they don't make it easy at all to play multiplayer. They don't have like their own servers or anything. It's like how do you play this? You know how? <laughs> oh God, yeah, that was probably because I was. I think I was disappointed because I was because I enjoyed the single player and I was excited to play multiplayer with you. Yeah, and when, when 
And when we ended up not being able to, it was just real. It was almost crushing. Like how disappointing that was. Oh God. All right, let's move on to a happier topic. Jim, what would you say your most played space game of 2017 was? Shockingly, Elite. That I I did, man. I put in the you know you know that isn't that shocking from afar. You know that isn't that shocking. Yeah, no, it's not shocking because you 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 get in there, you get you. It's like you get in deeper, then you just the fall from the crushing fall is just so much harder once you realize it's it's like i realize like i've spent a week playing nothing but this game like i get home from work i log into elite i'm doing this grind thing why yeah yeah exactly and and my thought in this like the like the cobra mark three right which is their flagship Mm. there's no reason to have one Right. It's it's an advancement thing. So it's always like, hey, I, I had this and now I'm past it. I'm into the other thing. And then I want a bigger ship and then I need a bigger ship. But f- what I think would fix that is if they gave the ships um, like some kind of perk for what it does. Right now, they want to leave it generic, you know, so it's like, well, ships don't have a role or whatever. And it's like, OK, but still, it's like if this ship was like the best, sh- the best choice for a particular thing, right? It's like the, that ship is really good at this. Then there would be a reason to take that and not your giant star destroyer, right? It, it, it's like there's sometimes that the Millennium Falcon will do and you don't want to just fly a star destroyer around. And and I thought, well, you know, maintenance costs would be a thing. Like if if you operate a fat ship, then it costs a lot of money, but it doesn't because there is really no upkeep other than if you get shot at or whatever. So they just haven't come up with a reason to make me want to play in a smaller ship, but I don't, I don't feel the need to get a bigger ship either. Yeah. No, I agree. I got a middling ship. I have a Python. That's enough. And I stopped at an asp. I was like, why do I keep going? Why? Yeah. And then the engine, which they say, yeah, they're like, well, they're making we're it worse. To you. We're listening. To they're the making it worse. That whole engineer grind is freaking pointless. Oh, that's what killed it for me. Was that yep. I think, and the- it, and it's just like there's no way that I want to go out here and like try to scrounge up, you know, like whatever junk, and then take it and play a slot machine. No, I did it with weapons, and it was just like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> you know? it was- it was just like, yeah, those guns, they're not really that different. Um, whatever. So, yeah. So just nothing that they have done with that thing. The first year was amazing. Everything yeah. after that's been kind of... I think, the fir- I think the first year is because we still didn't have a lot of money. So I think we were all like just flying around in like Cobras. Like, oh, we could lose everything in one run, you know? And I'm yeah, thinking of... Reset- it's, like, it's like we had fun. Yeah. And, and was, I'm uh, thinking of resetting my character if I ever go back to it. Just, just no, I did from- it once. Oh, did you? It's not really worth it. Oh, really? Because you can simulate that. Just go buy, go buy a, uh, a sidewinder, and just forget that you have money. I would just go on a. Co- I would just do a cobra. I think I would just do a cobra. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so just buy a cobra and forget that you have money. And- <laughs> but then what's the, what's the point of playing the game if you forget you have money? The whole point's to make money. Yeah, but then well, what? <laughs> honestly, the whole game—it's not even the money; it's the reputation bar. 
right? It's like I don't yeah. have levels. There's nothing in the game that says you can't go here because all the reputation you know, bar does is open up more expensive missions to make more money. That's all it does. <laughs> or well, in some instances, a ship, right? Like oh, okay, well, sure. I can't fly that imperial cutter because I, guess. I don't have enough reputation bar. Ugh. But it's like the process of grinding that reputation bar up is so random that it's just like oh, I do missions and I hope that the thing goes up. And maybe it does, and then maybe it goes up a teeny little bit after I filled the bar. Yeah, but at some point after I filled the bar, then randomly I'll get a mission that's like, "Hey, do you want to do something for the Navy?" Nudge, wink, you know. And it's like, okay, and I do that, and then they're like, "Congratulations, you ranked up." And it's like, but you only got three more ranks to go before you get that ship. And it's like, God damn it! (laughs) Exactly. So I'm like one away from Baron, and I need to be a Baron in order to get one. And oh god! I just don't care. Yeah. Uh, so would, I, I'm, I'm going to guess your most played non-space game is probably MechWarrior Online. Is that is that accurate? Yes. That's, the, that's probably the most time that I've put in any game in the last five years. That's impressive because for a while you were really down, really down on that game. Oh, I still am. But not, yeah, but, but not, but you were down on it so much you weren't even playing it. You like really hating on it. Yeah, well, and, they changed some things. And well, that's made good. It a little better. <laughs> so, uh, Hunter, what about you? What would you say is your most played space game? I'll take a wild guess. Eve Online. Yeah, I would. I would say Eve probably got a lot out of me this year. Um, I know I, we've already talked about um, Mass Effect and Drama took a good chunk of time. I played a lot of StarCraft two this year too, but I, I I would definitely say that the cake goes to Eve Online. Yeah, which by um, the way, Joan just walked in the room. She's like, "Are you doing your podcast?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Can you quit talking about Elite? That game's fucking boring." Wow! <laughs> Damn! Uh, from the peanut gallery. <laughs> but, but yeah, my, I would I would definitely say that my most played games is Eve Online. Um, as far as my most non played uh, space game. Uh, Windows Solitaire probably takes the cake. Wait, seriously? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> Dude, whenever I'm like watching like you know a TV show, like sometimes I'll sit in my office and watch on my computer, and I'll just have like Solitaire up on the next screen, and I'm playing the shit out of that. I just like <laughs> something to, like you know what? I can't blame you with my hands, like while I'm doing like you know whatever. Wow. It's Little. Just, Wait till Grandpa discovers Bejeweled. No, I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't blame you. I, I, The excitement I felt when I discovered that Windows Solitaire is on Android was was, <laughs> was palpable. I, I, I was so excited when I saw that. It was- <laughs> I, I you know I, I I joke but you know, you know I'm I'm partially serious on the Windows Solitaire thing but in, in reality my probably most non-played uh, space game would more than likely be Grand Theft Auto Five I, I think yeah put a lot of time in that yeah uh, I remember especially early on especially early on in the year yeah I remember you Not like so much in the late year but I remember a lot of days you'd be like looking. <laughs> looking for players, you know, you know, in uh, the Discord chat, you'd be looking for people to join you. So uh, I do recall that. Spe- there was, spe- this, there so was this wonderful moment where mm-hmm. Hunter got run over by the train, and <laughs> in Grand Theft Auto Five. Funny, 
Oh, oh my God! Yeah, you, you and Joan were, were right there. Oh, you were God. having a bad night anyway, and and like you you were like trying to cross the train tracks, and we were doing a mission, and you, and you had cargo that was like a million bucks, and just pow, you got hit by the freight train, and you were just like fucking them out, and just bloop, logged off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I, like, I don't think I don't think I've rage quit quite as hard as I rage quit that night. Like I, you know, sometimes you just gotta be like, all right, look, guys, I gotta go walk away for a little while. Like I rage quit so hard, I think I just shut my like I just held the power button and like walked out of the room. Like, oh man! Oh man! Because <laughs> it had been a night, man. It, it was that wasn't like a lone incident. It was just like thing after thing after thing. Oh, the game no. just hated us. Uh, just walk away at that, that point. Ridiculous. Damn. Well, Spaz, what about you? What would you say your most played space game was this year? Uh, it's a pretty close call between three of them, actually. All right, hit me. Uh, yeah, Heat Signature, of course. That that shouldn't surprise anyone at this point. Astroneer, because I played a lot of that, about 77 hours. Woo! And Everspace. All good picks. I've not played Astroneer yet, but I keep hearing how good it is. But all good picks. All very good yeah, picks. Did they, did they ever get any kind of uh, opposition into that game yet? Like, are there any? I don't. Running I don't think so. In Astroneer, no. Yeah. There are there are hostile fauna that will, okay. or sorry, a hostile flora that will attack you uh, if right. you get too close. But there's like the brain coral that farts gas. Stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's there's stuff that will kill you if you. If you destroy it, uh, it will put out this noxious gas that will kill you if you're too close. But for the most part, it's my Zen game, though. So I'm I'm totally okay with that. That's fair. And, it, and that lines up really well with uh, with Deep Rock Galactic because they're very similar games. When you oh, really? Like, through the cave and digging and stuff. Yeah. Except in, I mean, it's, in, in you don't have game, well, you don't have yeah, bugs and stuff, but. Right, you don't have hostile fauna in Astroneer, yeah. at least not as of this point. But you also don't have any sort of weapons aside from the the terrain deformer, which can you remove the soil underneath the plant, it disappears basically. But it's so fun. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's like a Zen garden of a game. All right. Uh, what about your non-space game? Uh, non-space, uh, well, Monster Slayers definitely has to make that list because I've played so many, so many hours of that, dozens of hours. And more recently, Air Mech. Which one? Uh, Wasteland and Strike. Between the two of them, I have, oh, about 160-something combined hours. Wow. Oh, and Wasteland just came out last month, and I've got 139 hours in that already. Whew. So, yeah. That's, damn. I guess for me, so that, sorry, go ahead. Well, well, that made me think of something, right? So I, I need to amend, right? So I, I would say uh, my most surprising and and game that actually held my attention for a long time and continues to it's like I'm afraid to touch it because I lose a whole day every time I do. Is sure. Mine. That's that's fair. That's yep. that's totally fair. Yeah, that that game just pushes my buttons for some reason. 
I want to see the flip side of it. I want to see Cogmind as like Dungeon Keeper. So you're running the complex, not just like the rogue robot running around trying to not get killed, but the other way around where you're trying to manage it, almost like Dwarf Fortress, which I've suggested to him and, you know, it probably won't happen, but someday maybe. Well, for me, shockingly, my most played space game, I actually had to force myself to stop playing it because it was still in early access for a while, was uh, 3030 Death War Redo. Because that game just has such a fun cycle of mission, money, mission, story, mission, money, mission, story. And it just, it really hits all the right buttons. And it's so fun and funny. Like what I've said is, like, that's the game that Elite wished it was. Oh, God, right. It absolutely does everything that I wished that Elite did. Absolutely. And it does so much. There, there's, like, racing. There's, like... That you can you can you can hunt for derelicts. You know, there's actual yeah. piracy, well, and and it it puts the it puts the carrot on the stick. It keeps it there. If you get bored doing one thing, you go do something else. Just do another thing. Multiple carrots. Right? Yeah. So you're not just chasing one thing. You're not chasing money. You're not chasing a reputation thing. There's actually NPCs. You're unlocking the map. You're yeah. You're yeah. unlocking the map. You're following story leads. You're you're doing all this. You're you're finding things in derelicts. You're rescuing people in derelicts. You know, all kinds of stuff. So and all great. Those, all those elements are there in Elite, right? Like the whole like, oh, there's a derelict here. Let's stop. Well, what'd you get? Oh, I got some engineering stuff. Whatever, right? But it's not like, hey, I discovered a guy, and then he's going to give me a mission, or he's going to give me a treasure map, or God knows, yeah. That, right? You know, there, there's no reason. It just keeps feeding you things to do. Whereas, whereas elite, it's like okay, I guess I'll do this now. I guess, fine. So honestly, if I could get, I don't even care about three D. I just want an MMO that is that is uh, like thirty thirty Death War or Transcendence or something simplistic, top down space trader game. Just do it, right? It it'd be um, yeah. and like for. You know, if if you want to like have run around in the ship kind of stuff like FTL or whatever, then uh, you know, do it like. Uh, I think I think that's what Epic Space Online is trying to go for, but it's no. I don't think it's anywhere near done. Yeah. So keep an eye well, on that one. Best of luck to them. Yeah. Um, my most played non-space game is Lord of the Rings Online. I I got into it that's late. Surprise. Yeah, I got into it late last year around Thanksgiving, and I um have. Almost 100 hours into it, which for me, with my attention span, is a lot. It takes it, – it's rare that I stick with a game more than a few hours, you know, and, and that, that game has just kept me going throughout the year. It's – I love it. Love it. Now, this next category is a weird one. We could skip it if you like. Um, quickest game to be refunded. What do you guys think of this category? Do you have any games for it or should we skip it? I don't know if it was this year, but whatever it was that <laughs> Jim and I refunded. Uh, what game was? Oh yeah, that, that was uh, Battle Right. Uh, battle, yeah, Battle something. That that game that came out like the same day as uh, as Overwatch or whatever. Overwatch, yeah. And was, it was that like, this year? Uh, nope. No, I think it was last year, but still, I yeah. don't think I've ever refunded a game. I haven't refunded a game this year, but like. <laughs> If there was ever a game that I refunded quick, it was that. Oh, dude, it was like ten minutes, and we were just like, "Nope." Yeah, which was which was sad. I mean, it was a gearbox thing, right? 
and uh, it, it had like it had all the fixes. Battle, Battleborn. Yeah, Battleborn. Yeah, that was it. I'll, I'll add it to the list for you guys <laughs> because that's yeah. I, re- I remember you guys really negatively talking about that one. Spaz, do you have any games? I actually have one. I got one. Go for uh, it. Resrog. Hey, what? What is it called? What? <laughs> Resrog. Res. Resrod. R e z r o g. Resrog. Yeah, it was that paper dungeon looking. Uh, I don't even remember that one. Yeah. Well, the reason I refunded it is because. In order to get through the game, you have to play through the beginning adventure with each of the characters in order to unlock them. And if they die, well, you're screwed. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. I'm taking that off my wish and list. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I, I cannot recommend it. Wow. It certainly looks like the type of game. Oh, wow. The reviews are insanely negative for it. Wow. Yeah. Someone actually did say in their review that you can lose all your heroes in dungeon two out of a hundred. And yes, that is actually possible. That's terrible. That's permadeath. That's it is permadeath. Yeah. Oh man. Why would you play it? Why would you? That's, Oh my God. Oh, I don't refund that many games. Honestly. Right. It's, it's maybe, three or four in a year out of all the games I buy. Yeah. I didn't and refund many fun. either. Yeah. I didn't refund many either. I refunded precursors that came out on steam earlier this year, but they, with the Russian translation, like it wasn't in English at all. So I refunded that as quickly as I could. $15 for nothing, basically. Um, and I, I refunded next machina. Which was a shame because I loved Smash TV, but it would not run on my machine at all. Like it actually, it actually, it actually blue screened my computer hard. Like even after I got it from, did you get it in the humble bundle? I did. I tried it again, and it did not want to run well. Like it ran, but it like for some reason after I got it to run, it made my computer stop seeing my video card. That's uh, that's funky. Weird, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I uninstalled it, but I refunded it initially because, wow. Uh, so, second to last category. Which games from this year do you think you'll be playing well into 2018? Uh, Jim, do you have anything for that? Space or non-space? Uh, no, not really. Totally fair. What about uh I'm still waiting on the thing. Oh no, we actually have two more categories after this. Oh yeah, which you're probably not gonna get. Uh Hunter, do you have any games from this year you that came out this year that you think you'll be playing long into next year? You know, I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure. I wouldn't say long into next year. I gotta finish up Andromeda, but other than that, um Totally fair. Yeah, there's stuff I'll go back and touch periodically, yeah. but I don't I don't see it being like this is going to be my game for the next three months. You know, it's my go to. Not not really. 
Although, about, um, uh, uh, Dungeon well, 3. Eve Valkyrie, really... I mean, the non VR version of Eve Valkyrie. Mm, yeah, okay. That's you know, fair. That's fair. Yeah, because yeah, we'll probably return to that. Yeah. To touch it, so. What was that? Just because I said, as much fun as we had playing it, I don't have any urge to go back and mess with it like alone. Right, like if we had a group that was going to do it, I'd be like, "Hell yeah, let's do it!" But to just fire that up alone, not a not a chance. It, the, it's like the the experience of playing it with others is what's compelling, not the game itself, to me. That's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, Spaz, anything for you? Uh, Astroneer for sure. Um, Everspace is probably going to be on that. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to put out more DLC at some point. I hope so. so. Yeah, I, I intend to return to that when there's more content. Because right now I've gone through most of the side missions the uh, in the current DLC, but uh, hopefully there will be more for me to play around with later. And what about um, non, non-space? Non-space, Bomber Crew, because there is more DLC definitely coming for that. They have more planned. Uh, I even got the season pass because I have so much faith in what they're coming out with. And of course, Airmech. Yeah. Good choices. Good choices. I think for me, it's going to be Orbital Racer because, God, that game is good. And I want to get good enough with the arcade mode that I could actually maybe try the simulation mode. Have you guys played Orbital Racer, by the way? Yep. Yeah. Simulation mode's no joke. I I know. I I feel like I need to work up to that. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Because because even even arcade mode is no joke, and and the AI is the AI will give you such a good run, you know. I could even though it has no multiplayer, I'm fine with that. Just give me more tracks, or more yeah, just give me more tracks. I'm fine with that. Give me more races. Give me more events. I'm good with that. I think the other one I'll be playing in 2018 is Starpoint Gemini Warlords. Because mm, good choice. Because. It's such a huge game, and I, I want to explore its its universe more. It's really a great game. Just, oh, I want to fly around and do some missions and get into trouble. That's a great game for that. That was a great oh, game for that. Yeah, exactly. If, fuck some shit up. That, that DLC, man. Oh, so many options. Oh, my God. Especially playing as a pirate, because it changes the game entirely. Or playing as an alien, which even changes the game more. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. no diplomacy you can't anymore. Board anybody. You can't you can't board anyone. You can just capture ships and eat them, basically. <laughs> and you can't make any friends. No friends for you. <laughs> Everyone hates you. It's great. Um <laughs> yeah. and hopefully they'll be coming out with more uh, DLC for that. They've been putting out fairly every few months, so hopefully that game will get more uh life to it. But that is a that is a great game. Yeah. Uh, solid choice. For non-space, clearly logistical. I mean, they're just going to keep that that developer. Oh my god, he keeps. I think one or two more pieces of uh, one or more, two more modules are coming out this week. Uh, I think we're getting Russia this week, and next year we're going to get logistical Earth, which is going to be kind of like an ab- more abstracted type of logistical, where you can move things around, <coughs> not just in one country, but like all over the, the globe. So that'll be fun. So yeah, those are I think going to be my goat unless something really amazing comes out in 2018 like fucking limit theory or something. I think those will be like my go-tos. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um <coughs> Excuse me. That zombie game. 
because just came out with see for that today. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just today. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I, I was like, I gotta get the DLC. It's but so hard. I haven't it's really so hard. Put enough time into the into the base game, right? Because it, it's just like that's one of those games where there's so much crap going on. And there's like this steady thing going up the side of like this faction and that faction and, and you know, made an alliance. This faction got wiped out. And it's like, I yeah. haven't even figured out how to participate in that stuff yet. I'm just out there like whacking zombies and trying to not get overrun. I, and I, I die so fast. I made it like the, the expansion gives you a new class, the bard. So I tried that. I loaded a bard up. Uh, I died in like four seconds. Like, oh, look, there's another uh, NPC from another faction. Womp, womp, dead. Oh, well, I guess they don't like me. <laughs> so the answer to that is we need to play in co-op. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, everyone get the expansion and we'll play in co-op. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. I'll put it on the calendar for some I, point. Yeah, I mean, we, you and I, Brian, we tried it once. And wasn't it was it still, very early in. It wasn't in, it still early access when we tried it, and it wasn't yes, that it great. Was. Yeah, yeah, but it's fully released now. It's clearly. not that it wasn't great. It's just there was there was still more to do polish wise yeah. before you could really penetrate the game. That's okay. I mean, they, they got it. They got it going. Yeah, it has more layers to it than um, than Drox, and Drox. Or, because of the uh, you have to fortify your town and everything. And I'm still. I still haven't wrapped, fully wrapped my brain around that yet. Um, we should see if we could like do a co-op where we're all the same faction and like work on you our can. town. Oh, yeah. we should we and should that's do what that. What we though. were doing we, when we tried it earlier. Oh, so we can we can do that again and and this time maybe one person can sort of defend the town while the others go out and, and adventure or mm. quest. So yeah, right. I mean there's there's options for that. Yeah, well, I'll remind me. I'll put it on the calendar at some point, or maybe I'll just put it in the hat. We'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, that that sounds yeah. like one we definitely need to touch. Uh, so the next category, this is kind of an odd one, but I thought it might be fun to talk about. Uh, what do you think is the best early access story? By that I mean like, what's a game that came out in early access this year? It didn't have to be released, but like it's had a good it's had a good year. It's had good updates. It's been it's it's moved forward. Um, well, due to its development, it's got good. It's got good progress. It's getting good word of mouth. So, do you guys have any like Jim? Do you have any uh, th- like thoughts on what's maybe a good space or non-space game that's had a good early access story for 2017? Not really, because I'd be playing it. Well, you you have been. I mean, you've been playing a lot of early access games, like a lot of what early access games. <laughs> Well, I'm saying I've been playing a lot of early access games, but but like dabbling, right? Oh, you know, it's it's just like, oh, let's fiddle with this. Yep, not ready yet. That kind of deal. Well, like it hasn't one of really been a good year for me in in games because mm. it's been there's been a lot of volume, but actual quality has been kind of hit and miss. Um, and then even the stuff that's like super interesting, I don't know if I'm just burnt out or what, but it's just like nothing holds my attention. Even stuff that that's just like, my God, I can't believe this is out. I can't buy that fast enough. And then it's like a couple of days later, it's just like, okay, well. I'm surprised you didn't pick, like, I cho- one of my choices was Helium Rain. And I'm honestly yeah, surprised. mine as well. Well, Helium Rain's awesome, right? But uh, again, I'll, I'll, you know, I, I see the potential that's there. 
but the actual game ain't there yet. So it's kind of right. But we're not, we're, we're, but we're talking about how, how well it's gone through early access this year so far. Like is the game, can you see the game coming down the pike? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks, it looks like it's got a lot of potential. Um, that's, I would say helium rain is one of the ones that I invested the most hope in. You know, I spent a lot of time talking to the dev and yeah. to the point where we gave it its own channel because I wouldn't shut up. Um, and, and it's, it's well deserved. I think it's, it's well deserved. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think it's because I'm so damn desperate for something to fill that niche. And, and it's like, this is the closest thing. So it's, it's like, my God, you know, whatever I can do to make that happen because somebody has got to do this. What about you, Hunter? Uh, Any early access games that really that you think have really done a good job um, pushing their game forward this year? Uh, Empyrean. Very good choice. Very good choice. Yes, excellent. Empyrean has made leaps and bounds and strides this it year alone. Really has. It really, really has. Excellent choice. Um, and then uh, I've got one more. I'd say Osiris uh, has come along uh, pretty nicely this year. I haven't dabbled with it as much as I had maybe like at San Perian, mm. but um, it's definitely made some some uh, quite a few. We need to return to it. Yeah, we really that also made my list, and we definitely need to return to it at some point. Now I can't remember. Uh, remind me. Hold on. Let me see if I can find out real quick. Hold on. Well, yeah, well, one other one. Oh, Pulsar. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, excellent choice. How did I forget about Pulsar? So I think those three, and uh, quite interestingly enough, uh, Pulsar and Osiris uh, are very much like team building, team working together type games. I mean, you can play both of them independently and by themselves, but they're nowhere near speaking. They're nowhere near as fun. Yeah. I mean, Empyrean too, but um, but like but the, the thing about Pulsar, at. yeah, the co-op with Pulsar and um, Osiris is pretty dominant. Right, good choices. Uh, do you have any non-space uh, early access games you're really impressed by from this year? Um, I can't really put my my head on one. That's fine. Right off the top. Um, I, I mean, I could say player unknown, but like that game just like, it, it came to a point where I realized I'm not going to play this anymore. So I'm not really interested, <laughs> but I guess, I guess, I mean, I mean, they've, they've made a lot of strides in where they're going with it. So, I mean, good for they're them. They're about to get a kill camera, uh, apparently. Woo. <laughs> oh, yay. Who cares? Um, then you'll know who's cheating. Yeah. Well, that's more so for them than it is for me. Cause I really don't care. Um, <laughs> that's um, probably for the streamers probably yeah. no well, I mean, every time we've played that it's it's like i'll get killed and i'm like where the hell did that come from and now i'll know uh, i guess i, I, I spent too much time dying i would like some reward for it you know so at least i get to see the guy kill me i get to see how dumb i looked like i'm totally I, I, hidden i'm invisible behind this oh shit no i'm huge and like, like I, I said, have- I, I guess it just it doesn't really, it just doesn't do anything for me. It really doesn't. Um, I'm trying to think if there's really any non-space games that I've really delved into this year that were in early access, and I don't, I don't really think there were many that 
caught my eye. Unless, sure. well, no, no, I, I can't. No, no, I got nothing. No, I got nothing. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Spaz, we've already apparently covered a, covered a couple of yours: uh, Helium Rain and Osiris. What else you got? Uh, Astroneer also fits in that list because it is still in early access. True but enough. They just came out with a, a huge update to research. In fact, that was just what, yesterday, I think. And that is, yeah, it's it's a huge improvement. Though, oh, uh, cool. for Hunter's list, I would have to say Space Beast Terror Fright, considering how much we've played it. Oh. And it is still in early access. Oh, I didn't even think about oh. that. That, that. They have come a long way with that one. This is true. I was also good. Yeah, sorry. I also had Pulsar and Osiris, uh, as, as mentioned earlier. But uh, for my non-space, Dead Cells. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I keep hearing how it's good that game made, is. It is so good. It is it is very, very good for for a Metroidvania roguelite. Yeah, I keep hearing nothing but good things about it. I keep meaning to pick it up once it gets below my threshold. Maybe- also worth mentioning, of course, is Air Max, since that is also early access at this point. Fair enough. That is true. Well, is- 139 hours played since... Since it released, so it, it's got to be good. Yeah, I wouldn't be playing it otherwise. Well, we already talked. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I just one came to mind. I don't know if I've really touched it much this year, but looking at the updates for it, um, I guess Subnautica got quite a bit. Uh, That's true. That's year. true. It did. As a non-space game. That's true. Um, it's a great game. If, if, it's a non-space game that feels like a space game. It really does. Yeah. It really does. It really does feel like a space game. It's so good. It's so I can't play it, though, clearly. But it's it's really good. Uh, you guys have covered most of the games I was going to talk about. I was also going to mention Avorian and Lightspeed Frontier. Both of those have really moved forward through early access very well. Both the both the developers are in our Discord, and they are both great. Um, for non-space, I was going to recommend Parkitect. Um, I don't know if you guys played Parkitect at all. I have not. You cannot say that I have. <laughs> well, I I just got it about a few weeks ago, and um, it's like. I wanted to like Planet Coaster, but it's more about building rides and not about managing the park. The park management t- tools are really terrible. And and I, I like optimizing a park, you know, like I want to make sure all my guests are happy with all their benches and all the food and all the maintenance people and all the, you know what I mean? And and, and park and, and um, Planet Coaster really is not good at any of that. It's great at building rides and making very pretty parks, but that's it. Whereas uh, Parkitect really gets the the optimization, the business part of a park management game. I mean, it's got the building and everything if you want to do that, but that's not what I prefer. I prefer like placing a ride and then like placing all these little amenities around the ride so people get off the ride like, oh, they want a drink. Or, oh, they have to go to the bathroom. It's right there. You know? <laughs> So I love that, and they they've really been coming along really well. They just hit beta about a month ago, and um, I think they're going to go into full release next year. And it's really coming along nicely. 
So I think our final category might be our toughest. Um, favorite podcast of the year. Uh, we had a lot of great shows this year, y'all. It's And it's really hard to pick just one. I actually picked three because I couldn't pick just one. I have a winner and two runner-ups. <laughs> but uh, you guys first. Jim, do you have a favorite show that we did this year? Um, there's, I don't know. There was a couple of them that were really great. I mean, I, I love having, uh, the, uh, uh, what the hell game was that? I can't remember game names, Brian. It's so hard. <laughs> tell me about, there are so many. Tell me 6, about 6,000 plus were released oh, this year. Oh my God. Right. Hold on. I'm looking through the list. This was not so long ago, right? I could come back to you if that's cool. Um, I'll come back to you. Uh, Hunter, what about you? Do you have any uh, picks? Yeah. Um, I think it should go without saying. We've mentioned it a few times already, but the uh, the special podcast we did with the uh, Eve Valkyrie lead developer on that uh, Saturday, I think that was a fantastic, fantastic uh, show that we did, even though it wasn't part of the main Right. Uh, Tuesday night shows, it, it, it really stands out because of just how really engaging that, not to say that other developers aren't, but like he, you know, oh the lead God. developer of Eve Valkyrie was so engaging. So funny. And so great. And he was, yeah, he was so involved and interested in what we thought and uh, just the, the, and being able to play with him and have him show right. us around to different, so it just was, it was it was an experience that uh, we don't often get. It's usually it's just talking about the game where we're really focused on just our conversation with the developer, and that's not that's not a bad thing. It's just we don't often get such a a visually like lively show. You know what I'm saying? So it's just uh, it was really good. Yeah, that was so a great show. So oh, I got it. Go ahead. So, um, having the Asterox guy on. Oh, just a couple weeks oh, ago. Yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's two twenty-seven. Um, and then uh, the um, let's see, the it was the two guys, right? So there was uh, the one. There was Mark Baldwin who worked on uh, on Starfleet. Animal. Starfleet, yeah. Right, but but I mean, like his old game was uh, Empire. Was Empire, it? yeah. Was the first one, yeah. Okay, so it was him, and then uh, wasn't it his friend that was Tom yeah, Robertson? Yeah, his friend. No, no, Tom Robertson was another guy. His friend was, um, God, I can't remember his name now, but he also came on to he talk about guy, Empire. He was the guy that did the Starfleet roguelike thing, right? No, that's a different guy. Because I was thinking Starfleet Armada Rogue Adventures was that guy. No, that's no, a different guy. It was, uh, yeah, because it, it was actually... Um, the guy that came on to talk about uh, that old space game, the old X-Wingy thing. Oh, the old X-Wingy thing? Oh, Star Crusader. Yeah, Star Crusader. See, that was my favorite. That- and then the other guy was the, they were like the two guys that worked together, right? No, no, no. Kind of- Mark Baldwin was a different guy. He worked on Starfleet. One and two back in the eighties, and he had a friend who worked. I can't remember his name sadly, but he worked on the Empire games, who we had on later. Um, but the Star Crusader game, that game, that guy's like FJ something. But he also he was last to have on. Oh, he worked at Microprose, 
and everything. Uh, yeah, that was my favorite show too because because of all that. I mean, Star Crusader is a great game, but um, but the fact that like he slipped in, oh, I worked at Microprose, and we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Record scratch. Hold on a second. You worked at one of the best gaming studios in the history of gaming? <laughs> we have to talk about that. <coughs> well, that and, uh, and I enjoyed um, just the, the whole experience of, of uh, Freelancer Online, right? And the, and the mod stuff, you know, Discovery Freelancer. Oh, that was a good one, yeah. I didn't get to be on that show, but it, but it's just the it's shocking to me that that game not only still exists but has expanded as much as you know. It's like they've they've managed to overstuff that thing with a whole lot of functionality that it was never meant to have. Right. It and it's it's really just coming along nicely. I I really hope that other uh, freelancer thing, um, Free Worlds, turns out well. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think it's a symptom not of great love for freelancer but the lack of anything else that fills that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, you have some you have some ARPGs and some other things, but like nothing really fills like it's funny, Freelancer created its own hole and nothing has filled it. You know, nothing has filled that Freelancer hole but Freelancer. <laughs> yep. Spaz, what about you? Do you have a favorite show from this past year? Uh episode 209 which was Icarus Starship Command Simulator. That was uh, that was a big standout for me. Oh, that guy was great. Yeah, that guy was great. That's one of my runner-ups, actually. That's one of my runner-ups, actually. Um, Star Crusader's my top. But yeah, the Icarus, um, the Icarus podcast was... That guy is so funny. And, and it's, it's great when you get a developer on who doesn't take things too seriously. Because yeah. we're, we're talking about games. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean... How serious can you get? Uh, but he was—he was a blast. You're absolutely right. He was a blast. Yeah. Um, uh, my runner-up on yeah. that was uh, uh, episode two two six, which uh, turned into our roguelike adventures discussion. That was a fun one. That one was all, that one was all over the place, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, I think my I think my runner up episode was the episode we did with uh, Joe from Upper Memory Block Podcast where we did Star Wars the uh, X Wing the X Wing series yeah 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 he, he's always he's always good to be have on the, especially to talk uh, talk Star Wars games um, so. yeah have you talked to him about the new movie yet I have not like listen I, I was talking <laughs> to Jim about this earlier no no seriously like side side tangent for a second like let's. Like you want to talk about some of this stuff. I've just gotten, and I think a lot of us have just gotten so jaded about this stuff. Like there's just like the, the fandom on things have just has become so ridiculous that, you know, we've got our own expectations that sure, maybe we just need to swallow in order to enjoy what we've been presented. But at the same time, it's just kind of like, all right, you know, I'm not going into this with any high expectations because the the culture is just so inundated with this nerddom and it's not a bad thing it's just you know you grew up in a certain way where we're just kind of like you and a couple others but then when you know they're making this stuff for the majority instead of the minority it kind of becomes less interesting i guess i don't know if that makes any sense well yeah it's it's like star wars was star wars and you came to it 
but now they're bringing Star Wars to you. And and it's like, well, no, I don't need you to make it fit me. It's like, just let it be what the hell it is, right? Um, but, okay, so it's it's the Star Wars, that, that hype culture out there. Because it used to be we were excited because there was a new Star Wars, right? And And it was like the movie was great, and that's why we liked it. Well, now right. we're excited because Star Wars, right? And then the movie is a secondary thing. And, and it's like, well, well what was it? What was that? Uh, I saw the, I guess the um, red letter media was talking about this or somebody I was watching recently talk about it, where they said, it's crazy because you'll have the star Wars celebration. You have like 50,000 people that go into this convention center and you get like Kathleen Kennedy up there, like banging on a podium, like it's some political rally. And they're like, we're going to show you the trailer for the next movie. And everybody loses their minds. They go ape shit. And then, like, the movie comes out, and then you have this, like, you know, even this was, like, The Force Awakens, Rogue One, you know, this this isn't, you know, The, the Last Jedi isn't the first time this has happened. And then, then it's just, like, these mad mixed reviews of just, like, hatred and love, love and hate, hate and love. And it's just kind of, in Star Wars isn't the only IP anymore that is like that. There's, like, so much, and I'm just kind of, like... You know, I, I can't. It's hard for me to get excited when I go into it ex- knowing what to expect, which is not a lot. Well, the, and, the thing that I look at is like the first three movies, right? Four, five, six. They went in a direction. There was a definite arc to those, and and it was like Luke starts out, and then Luke has his middle phase where he has the the oh shit. Yeah, they're almost they're almost down and out. Yeah, and yeah, and then, then there's the redemption, the end, and right. and then yeah, the same thing can be said up. about. The same thing could be said about the prequel trilogy. I mean, as bad as movies as were from a storytelling perspective, it had its arc as well. It did. But the, it, the problem was there was so much distraction along the way. And if you watch like the, the, um, the Phantom edit versions of those, it streamlines all that bullshit out and it's a good movie. Right. right? Well, and so to, to, to get off the, the tangent, really, it's just like, I haven't really had a chance to talk to, to, to Joe about it. And I would, I would love to, but it's just kind of, it's kind of one of those things where it it is, it is what it is. Yeah. But the second movie here, like the first movie set up a bunch of stuff and and then the second movie tossed everything from the first one. So it's it's just each, each thing (laughs) validates the I just don't. I just don't want us to get into spoiler territory. For yeah, really be careful. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just. You know, I, like Jim does make a good point. Like, there's just a lot of things that were set up in the first one that literally do not even begin to be addressed in the second one, or it, they they weren't just addressed. They were just like thrown. Yeah, this is a great example of lost. Like, what's the deal with the smoke monster? Oh, there is no smoke monster. It's just kind of like smoke monster. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway, anyway, someone on YouTube it's just, just—it's one of those things. Someone on YouTube what? just called us all assholes for defending the prequels. <laughs> like uh, I wasn't defending them. <laughs> I wasn't defending them. I was making a point. They're, they're 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 shit. Don't get me wrong, but there is a there is a there is a beginning, middle, and end that makes more sense than the shit that we're getting now. That's all I'm saying. I'm that not is... saying they're good. I'm not calling, I'm not defending them. That's all, <laughs> all I'm saying is polished turd's still a turd, but it's more polished That's than fair. fucking Last Jedi. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I was just... Rogue One would actually be the best Star Wars movie of the decade. 
That's what I'm. That's my call. I'm gonna say it. Well, we're getting we're getting another one in May. Yeah, we got another one coming. So just we got two more years. So hang tight. Yeah. Um, my my other runner up, the one we haven't talked about, is uh, episode two hundred five, Remnants of the Precursors. Because that was a good one. That was a good one. That guy is serious about four X games. Uh, Ray, yeah, serious about. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's he's gonna have a free to play, free to own um, Master of Orion one clone called Remnants of the Precursors. That's actually quite good. And he was saying like how it's gonna be the best game ever and stuff like that. And he's probably not wrong in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, that was that was a favorite of mine because he was he was very vibrant that one. <laughs> oh yes, very very vibrant. And that is our last category, you guys. Well done. We 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 kept fairly on track. <laughs> we, we okay. Did, also, did sorry. Uh, we're, I'm going to take us off track just one more time. Oh no! <laughs> the Hans the Han Solo movie comes out in May. That's five months from now, and we have yet to get a trailer for it. Really? It's that soon? No, it isn't. Solo, a Star Wars story, release date May twenty fifth. I bet you it'll get delayed. Uh, I. Bet you on 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 right here because if we haven't seen by a trailer way, for it. By the way, Solo, a Star Wars story. Can we get better names for our standalone films, please? Uh, can we stop? Call, can I we just call it Rogue One. I don't, just don't call it a Star Wars story. Stop calling them a Star Wars story. Yeah, I don't. Just, I don't understand. You don't need to do that. We just, know. We like, get it. We fucking we know. know. I'm, I hate to go. I'm or, raging. We know. Or just call it Star Wars colon Rogue One. That'd be no, fine too. Don't no, do don't even do that. No, don't even do that. No. Okay, okay. Just call it Rogue. That's <laughs> what the fans call it. No one. No one calls it. Hey, did you guys see Rogue One, a Star Wars story? No one says that. They just say, Hey, have you seen Rogue One yet? <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Sorry. Yeah, but they did no, it's treat fun. it differently because it didn't get the music at the beginning. It didn't have the crawl. It's true. Uh, like the things, right? So it was like it, it wasn't like the official. <sighs> it's just like a side. Someone you on, know, but some- but you know what? But you know what? Even all the side things throughout history have had the title crawl. Like all the video games that were side things all had title crawls. That's like true. Everything, everything, everything. Yeah. Up Tie Fighter, X Wing, fucking yeah. They all had title crawls regardless of whether it was part of the saga or not. It just had the name of game and then title Maybe crawl. Maybe that's why Disney bought Fox, so they can get that Fox music back at the front. Uh, to, uh, apparently, oh. Th- Thomas on YouTube is saying that the movie has had production difficulties, reshoots, the director got fired, he tried to make a comedy oh, yeah, yeah, no, epic. That's true. Yeah, Wait. so there was a tag team duo who was trying to make it into like a Dumb and Dumber like what? solo movie kind of movie. What? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it was bad. And so then they got uh, from fucking uh, Andy Griffith show to like direct the new one. What? Uh, whatever his name is. Jeez. Oh, okay. Well, I bet you it'll be delayed. Which fine. <laughs> yeah. Ron I mean, Howard, that's the guy. Ron Howard. I would, I mean, I would rather Clint, Clint Howard's brother. You know the, the oh, the Clint Howard's brother. Clint Howard. Clint Howard's brother. Of course, I love Clint yeah. Howard. You know, you know, you know, uh, you know. You live in a B culture like like <laughs> us when we reference. Hey, yeah, it's being directed by uh, Clint Howard's brother. He was. was like, oh yeah, <laughs> Clint Howard was great in those five minutes of Austin Powers. He was amazing uh, or, in that one scene. Or, or, or his <laughs> that was episode of Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you relish it. 
as much as I. I love Tim. I love Tim in uh, the Wraith. I thought I thought he was excellent in the, the Wraith. The Wraith. Awesome, he had, he, yeah, he had this awesome like Beavis and Butthead hairdo. Do you remember that, Jim? Like, <laughs> was that that Charlie Sheen movie, The Wraith? Is yes, that, yes, he was in that. No, yes, what? Hicks. He was in um, what? Oh nine, my seven, god! Six evil. Oh jeez! Oh Cliff Howard! Oh, I love you. He was in so many of our viewers. When you when you uh, went into Blockbuster and you went to the back wall where all the forgotten <laughs> like horror oh, yeah. shit was, yeah. yeah, Clint Howard was all over good old, the back wall. Good old, good old Clint Howard. Anyway. Uh, like I said earlier, folks, this is the last show of 2017. 2017 has Going been... Going out of the bang! <laughs> 2017 has been a really great year in a lot of ways. And I want to thank you all, especially, for listening, for watching, for subscribing, for following, for engaging with us on wherever you engaged us with, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Discord. We are nothing without the people who listen and talk to us. So we Thanks really... And thanks for those who didn't bail out when Patreon had their moment of stupid. We did lose a few people, but hopefully they'll come back now that they've reversed that decision. Uh, but yes, th- <laughs> but thank you so much for listening to us throughout the year. We will be back on January 2nd with the Treese Brothers um, to talk about Star Traders Frontiers. We're very excited about that. That's a, currently an early access uh, space combat and trading game which is really good uh, they've made a lot of great games Templar, Battle Force uh, and a bunch of others um, so we're going to have them on uh, January 2nd so we'll be back in a couple of weeks so everyone have a really happy holiday season and a very fun festive uh, and safe new year I sorry got, I got something I got something I want to add too. This this one's for you, GOG. Good old games. Can you guys can you guys do me a big old favor and just like import all of the Star Trek games that have come out in years past? That'd be a great Christmas them, present. That'd be a great Christmas put a, present. Put a put them in your library, please, because yeah, uh, I I really want them. Thank I just you. want Kling. <laughs> I, I just want Klingon Academy, but I take them all. But I take <laughs> I take all of them. Especially Klingon Academy, but yeah, even since, since we're not getting any new ones, uh, <laughs> even even put on Klingon Academy to run. Call us. We did figure that out. Some guy made some patches. We got it to run. We played it multiplayer. It wasn't fun in multiplayer because there's nothing to do. You need like ten people to make it fun in multiplayer. So we didn't well, like, we didn't it. like it, it. What do you? Eh? Anyway, uh, just up another for somebody to, oh, to say it behind me. But I would also, I would also love if, like, even the old text adventures and the old adventure games, like, give us all that, give us all, all of that stuff, like all the RTSs, all the adventure games, even stuff like Borg and the yeah, game I, show. No, seriously, you know, I would seriously, take, I, I would I, take all of, it, all of it, all of it. Even give me, give me the game show. Give me the goddamn game show with Q. I would buy that on GOG. For God's sake. New Worlds. Yeah. In, oh, God, New Worlds. <laughs> New Worlds. Yeah. Oh, God. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll make the one exception. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, we could leave that one out of the library. If you thanks. don't get that one working, that's all right. 
I would, I would, I would take Klingon. You know, uh, yeah, just give me all that stuff. So, uh, everyone, yes, thank you so much for listening throughout the year. Uh, 2018 also looks to be a great year for space gaming. There's a lot in early access. It's going to come out next year. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much for being as awesome as you are, for keeping us going, and we hope you have a wonderful holiday season, and we'll see you in 2018. Have a great one, folks. Good night.